Yo, 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 what's good? This be the G Shaw Cypher. You were tuned in the Underground Movers podcast where we support anybody out there grinding. It don't really matter who grinding as long as you grinding something positive and you putting that work in. You know what I mean? But listen, I got somebody that's with me right now that's really been doing it for a very long time, been really in this business for a long time. I'm talking about the entertainment business. So I need y'all to understand what's going on. We ain't doing artists this time. We getting deeper than that. You know what I mean? We we talking hip hop. We talking business. We talking grind. We talking history. All that. You already know what it is. Shaw Cypher. Let's get it. Yeah, what's good? What's good? What's good? I told y'all I, I was going down. Speed of G Shaw Sife. You already know what it is. I'm um we we doing this big. I got somebody big with me. I got somebody that's been doing this for a long time. I got somebody that's been grinding, been putting in that work. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing this for years, but this man supersedes the time frame that I've been doing it. This is an OG, OG. Somebody you really need to learn from and really understand, um, you know, one of the big things in life, marketing, guerrilla marketing, really going hard, hitting the pavement. Um, you know what I mean? Manny Mad Dog MD. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what's good, man? What's going Please. on? First and foremost, man, thank you for having me on the show, man. I love what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I love how how you keep it moving. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, through everything that's going on in life, man. Um, I appreciate it, man. Like I said, man, I'm I'm you know, you already know what it is. I'm live and direct from Puerto Rico. Yes. You know what I mean? We talking, to, we talking to the OG from Puerto Rico. So you already know what it is. We yeah. talk, you know what I mean? We talking from Puerto Rico. Give it to a talk to me, my G. Man, listen, this, this, is what, this is what I refer to as power talk sessions. You know what I mean? Like, every so often you need one of these, man. You need to speak to the OGs, man. I give it up to my brothers that are doing, you know, sessions like this, man, and, and, and really putting the information out there, man, because um, not everybody has access. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And this kind of levels the playing field in terms of who we are, what we do, and getting the information out there, man. Because, like I keep telling cats, man, this year, this year, thank you, Jesus, man, I made 35 years, bro, in this industry. So that's why you always see my tags since 87. Whoever see my tags, being Manny Mad Dog since 87, because that's who I am. That's who I've been. That's how long I've been in this business. This is how long I've been providing services. Um... I used to say the music industry. Now it's um, the entertainment industry. Right, right. You know what I mean? Because it, it's bigger than music. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, music is what got me in the door. Entertainment is what keeps me in the door. Right. So listen, let's take them back. There's a lot of people that know. There's a lot of people that know. But there's a lot more people that don't know. Well, this is for the people that don't know. You know what I mean? So for the people who don't know, like, talk, talk, yeah. talk to us about the the... You said since 87. So talk to us about that beginning. You know what I mean? How how that passion in 87 came about. And then we'll, we're going to get to where we at right now. But talk, talk to us about right. that. It's that a long story, bro. It's a long story. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so I'm going so I'm to I'm try to give you some of the highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. You, do you that. feel what I'm saying? Um, it really started. A lot of people don't know this part of my story. And I've been starting now to more, more or less put it out there that um, I didn't come from hip hop. I came from dance music and I really didn't start in 87. I started 85. Right. I wasn't a marketing dude. I was an artist. 
I was 16 years old, really 15 transitioning to 16. And me and two of my dudes, it was a genre of music back in those days called freestyle music. Right. I believe you know what I'm talking about, and you're showing your age. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ain't as young as you telling everybody that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, um, it was a genre of music that a lot of Latinos from the Bronx, long, um, you know, it's funny because hip-hop was launched in the Bronx, but so was Latin freestyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there were so many Latinos, man, and they always seem to forget about us in all genres of music, man. Like, it's like we only got our own genre of music. Like, we've never helped build any other type of music, including hip-hop. You know what I mean? But you know, that's that's for a whole nother no whole nother conversation, man. Yeah, but yeah. that being said, I, I got my first deal when we was 15, put the record out when we were 16, um, toured the country. We was blessed to open up um for one of the Latin legends, Tiro Puente, you know, back in the days, because he just loved what we were doing. He loved our energy. And um luckily, um, one of my uncles, you know, worked with him in terms of doing bookings and things of that nature. So I had the privilege of working with him and and going on the road and performing in front of 10, 15,000 15, people at festivals. Um, we had a smash record, you know. Um, fast forward, I got my fill of it. A year later, my manager was driving a new car. Me and my three guys were still pulling up in the same Honda Civic that we started out in. So to me, that was, you know, as, a, as an intelligent young brother, you know, um, an educated young brother at that, um, something didn't seem right to me. So I said, maybe I'm on the wrong side of this table. Right. Let me see what, what, what it looks like on the other side of the table. You know what I mean? And um, as I started to get to the end of what I knew was my road as an artist, I started to say, you know what? I want to know all the people that my manager's talking to back there. I want right. to know all them dudes in the suits. I want to know them older cats. I want to know the ones that are exchanging envelopes to each other, which I know it was the money. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. That's how they did it back then. And... I said, you know what? I'm going to transition. I'm going to start to get to know these cats. And it was a beautiful thing because I already knew the artists. So to know the managers was just another conversation. To know, get to know the booking agents was just another conversation because they wanted to talk to me anyway. You feel what I'm saying? Right, right. Especially once I started making the move that, hey, listen, this is what I'm going to do. Spoke to my uncle at the time. Uh, he was doing bookings for um, Roseland in New York City. And he was also doing the Old Palladium in New York City. But he was booking more of the Latin side. You know what I'm saying? Like the Latin orchestras and the bands and things of that nature. That's actually how we got on Tito Puente's tour. But fast forward, man. Um, I spoke to him and I said, yo, I know a lot of these Latin artists. I know their managers, these freestyle artists. And at the time before it was Hot 97, it used to be uh, Hot 103.5. You know what I mean? Salute Hot 103.5 because they, they helped me to where I'm at today. You feel what I'm saying? Nice. But that being said, uh, High 103.5 was playing all Latin freestyle artists, whether it was TK, Cynthia, any of them groups that were back then and they're still around today doing the, you know, the freestyle tours and things of that nature. You know, I salute all of them. Yeah. But I knew all of them. I knew their managers. And just like Cats Today that, you know, you could be like, hey, I grew up down the block from T.I., you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, um, drama, you know, went to, we went to high school together. So it was kind of the same thing at that time. A lot of them cats were coming out the Bronx. So, you know, being that I'm born and raised in the Bronx, um, I knew a lot of them. You know, a lot of them were on my block. They were living Fordham Road, they were Grand Concourse, right. places like that, where I was going, funny enough, to go to other hip-hop events, too, because they was coming up. You know what I mean? When you're talking about Brucey e. B and all these cats, that's where they was doing their joints at. 
Cool Herc, you know what I mean? Cedric Ave and all that shit. Yeah, I was I was on them blocks. Right. So it was it, it, it was like a combination for me. Like I was going, okay, wow. So I can book these freestyle acts, made me some quick money. I'm 16, 17 years old, making some money. I'm developing my network. And then I'm starting to learn this genre that's going. This before I went to college. I'm starting to learn this genre that's, that's starting to blow up, which is hip hop. You know what I mean? And I'm on the block with all the guys that are hot. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going, okay, all right, this is cool. Went off to college. And fortunately, when I went to college, I knew a lot of these cats when I left because I had been booking them. Right. So I go to the University of Miami. I'm in Miami and I start working at a club called um what was it? Um not not Wetlands, um Backstreets. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Just yeah. like the Backstreet Boys, but it was called yeah. Backstreets, right? In Fort Lauderdale. So try to make a long story short, man. Um, there was a gentleman there by the name of Louis Martinique. They used to come like every week and he had all like the big acts at the time and so on and so forth. But it was the cover girls, like I said, uh, Cynthia, Johnny O. Uh, he had Stevie B at the time, uh, all the major acts, you know what I'm saying? And he was doing bookings at at this uh, this big zoo that's still there today in Miami called Metro Zoo. So he was booking like these concert series there at the zoo. But he was doing the club. He was booking all the acts at the club, man. And we connected. Once again, fast forward. He's like, yo, what you doing? I said, I'm in college, but I go to school Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So he was like, well, what you want to do starting Wednesday night when you get out of school? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I have you back on Sunday. That's why I found out about road management, being a road manager. Yeah. Got a group called Expose 1987. They have four number one singles between 87, 88, and 89. So I would go to school Monday through Wednesday. Wednesday night, there'd be a limo waiting for me outside of school. Even my teachers would be like, what the, what the f is this dude doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm the only kid 18 years old driving up in a brand new Cadillac while my teachers are driving up in Toyota Corollas and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're wondering what I'm doing. Like, is he dealing drugs? Is there, and, and I'm a smart dude. I understand business. I used to work for a company called Ernest & Young as a kid. As well as everything else. Like, I'm trying to tell you, bro, I was always multitasking and learning business aesthetics, man. Right, That's what right. I tell people, man. You got to learn. In order to be a businessman and understand this business, not the music, but the business. Right, right. Bro, you got to understand business. Business acclimates. Business lingo. Right. You feel what I'm saying? I know a lot of us didn't come from that. I know a lot of cats that have made it the day when I look at some cats and I go, damn, bro, like, this is a street dude, and through the process, he learned, and that's how they became smarter. You feel what I'm saying? By making the right choices, they're starting to learn, again around the right people, and starting to learn the lingo. See, right. the beauty of me was I got that from already being in the business. I got that from already being an intelligent brother, going to private schools, going to, um, going to college, you know, and then going through college, I learned business. Right. I got an account. I was an accounting major. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I got my degree in accounting. So throughout that process, man, I always tell people I was learning business and how I can utilize what I learned to to advance myself in this business. Right. And early, I'm talking about early in the game. Man. I'm talking about you know, I'm talking about '91. Right. You know what I mean? When I came back and jumped back after college, but even throughout college. I was going out 88, 89. That's why I tell everybody. I got my first double platinum plaque in 88. 
You know, that's a long time ago. A lot of cats can't even say they got one today. I got mine, in my first one in 1988. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't in, even in this genre of music. It was dance music. It was before even Naris and the Grammys and all of them, you know, recognized it as a legitimate category of music. Right. Two stories. Right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, people forget all of that. Before it was hip-hop, it was dance music that we was fighting to legitimize. Because they thought that was going to be a genre that was going to disappear like disco. Right. And to this day, it's the largest genre of music in the world. When you talk about world music, that's what you're talking about. Dance music, for the most part. Right. Outside of, say, maybe some of the pop records, you know, whether you're talking about a Celine Dion or something like that. But yeah, man, when you yeah, you're talking about, you know... Even Nicki Minaj's one of her biggest records, man, was, you know what I'm saying, was a pop record, a dance record. You feel what I'm saying? Right, Aoki, right. that's what Aoki is doing. These are, this is what these guys are doing, man. That's how come they get into those levels. You feel what I'm saying? Yes. And, and that's what I keep telling people. I don't I don't ever want to be pigeonholed, man. Like, that's what I'm starting to tell the true story because every, all these years later, you know, and I've been in the business now 35 years, cats are looking at me as that urban dude or that hip-hop dude. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Well, you know, like right away, they want to put a title on you, man. And it's like, you know, that's one of the reasons. And, and we'll get into that later. But that's one of the reasons it was always difficult for me to work at a label. And and I laugh about it today because I'm like, yo, I've been fired from some of the best labels. <laughs> some of the, <laughs> the biggest labels, every major label right. has fired me at some point. You know what I'm saying? And, and in reflection, it was never my fault, but it kind of was. Because I was I was kind of a loose cannon. I didn't want to be the dude that took a title and just did what the title, you know what I'm saying, um, required you to do. I was always a dude pushing the envelope, pushing the genre a little more, pushing to see how far I can go. How far can I take these motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? How yeah, far can I push them? Limit. Yeah, yeah, you pushing the limits, right, right. Yeah, you know, like we should be doing today even. Yeah, but people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I just yeah, see too many yeah. cats getting last days of cool in their positions, bro, and not trying to figure out how further how further can we take this? Right, right, right. If yeah. nobody ever did that, yeah, you know what I'm saying? How far will we know today, or how far will we be today? Right, right. It's it's one of those things about comfortability, right? I think a lot of people get comfortable in in the positions that they're in, right, and they don't really try to explore. Uh, different opportunities or be uncomfortable in the situation to say, you know what, why don't we think outside the box and go this direction? You know what I mean? And, and you know, as I've read up on you, cause you sent me some stuff to read up on you and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I've seen that you transition to different, different types of music, um, different types of artists. You know what I mean? I, I've, I've seen a whole bunch of things that you got going on, um, you know, from working with Wu-Tang to, you know, working with MOP Heavy D, Mary J. Blige, these are big artists. Like today, if you was to walk yeah. up to somebody and say, "Yo, let me sing," you know, tell me an MOP song, they'll tell you. Mary J. Blige, yeah. who's yep. popping right now, right? So, yeah. you know, look at Mary's gonna be halftime of the Super Bowl. Exactly. So, and those are those are my uptown record days, man. Um, right, right. Those are the days that that we learned that we learned how to do guerrilla marketing. Right. That's Talk why to I tell Cash today, man. I, you know, yeah. I, I be like, "Yo, let me tell you something, B. If you giving out a flyer." If you're putting up a sticker, if you're if you're doing sniping, if you're putting up a, a poster board on a, on a on a pole, and most of y'all can't even do it the way I used to do it back in the day. Most of y'all very lazy. Right. I know, I know, because I see most of y'all doing it. If you, but if you're doing it today and you're getting a check, you should be thanking me. 
because I'm one of the innovators of that. I'm one of the guys that helped do that. If you got a rap vehicle, yeah, you should be thanking me, man. Real talk, man. Rap Kings right. created that. That's, That's my cool. man in New York City. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. created that. And he created that off of a vision that was something that we used to do. I'm talking about even before Bad Boy started doing it, when Puff started doing it. Puff was looking at what we was doing when we go out on the road and we would take retail posters, them big posters that they hang up at retail. Right. We would take stacks of those with us on the road. Obviously, you can't put them on when you're driving because they're going to go like this right, on the right, side right. of the truck. Right. So right. you get into the city. You're going to do retail, a retail run. You're going to do a radio run. You're going to do a, a, a venue that night. You bring enough to wrap the vehicle. We used to tape them up with masking tape along the vehicles. We used to rent our vans from Fantastic. Yeah, even when Bad Boy first started, mm -hmm. Puffy was renting his trucks from Fantastic in Long Island. Yeah, we yeah. was all renting. This is right, and this right, is real right. history, bro. This is real history, man. We was all renting our vans from Fantastic. Salute Fantastic. Um, that's ultimately why I wanted to buy four or five of my vans from them down the line. But yeah. During that time, we was doing that, and we would put up posters, and then we'd tear them down before we got back on the highway to travel either to the next city or we were traveling back, whatever we was doing. We would take them down. Ultimately, that, that became shrink wraps to this day, which is what everybody uses. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. It's only one one technology that utilizes that, and that's that's what we do. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So shout out Jason Standard for creating that. You know what I mean? And bringing it to the masses. Shout out all the brothers that came up with me, the Super Marios, the Buddha says, and all them cats, man, even the OJs and everybody that you know nowadays that came up that, you know, that's still around the court diggers. You know, I saw them this weekend, man, at, 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 uh, at the DJ Power Summit. All them brothers, man, that we all came from doing street marketing and street promotions, man. We developed the relationships. We developed the, the we developed the industry. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Steve yeah. Rifkin came in. Steve Rifkin came and coined it when he said, "Yeah, you know, this is lifestyle marketing," which made sense to me as an intellect. I said, "Yeah, I guess, I guess it is because we're in the barber shops, we're in the beauty shops, we're we're, uh, we're putting things up where niggas go get smoke and all that shit. Right, right. You know what I mean? The optimal yeah, shops and all that shit. Hey, where the liquor stores, we're putting up stickers, man. The ghetto shops where because the people grabbing the music. You know what I mean? Yeah. With the people grabbing the music, paint, you know, buying." Yeah. Listen to it too, and you want to. You, that's that's the audience you want to you want to impact, right? That was us, right? You feel right. what I'm saying? That's that's how we we understood it. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And then when we go to clubs, I tell people, man, listen. When I first started working with Uptown, man, as basically as an intern, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because I wanted to segue into the urban, and a lot of my guys were working over there, so they allowed me to run with them and start to learn that side of it and all that. And it was crazy because there wasn't no real money, so. At the beginning of the time, I was working for Ernest and Young, but my office was literally one block up from where Uptown Records and Quad Studios was at. Yeah. So I tell people, man, at, at six o'clock, seven o'clock, I was taking all the time like Superman, ripping yeah. all the shirt, and underneath was the Fubu or the baggy shirt. Underneath was the baggy jeans. You know what I mean? With the with the kicks, changing out the hard bottoms to the kicks. And running all night, bro. Being at the club when it first opened, so you create an impact as people were going in, and then having to be there to the club close at four o'clock in the morning because we used to make maybe I don't know five thousand flyers in all different colors and things of that nature, brother. You feel right. what I'm saying? Right. And lace the whole block. We used to go out to the clubs and lace the grounds on the blocks. You feel what I'm saying? So that as you was walking out, you were seeing my promo on the ground. Then you will get to your car, the promos on your car. 
You feel what I'm saying? It's in your it's in your wipers. You remember them days? Your wipers, right? Right. It's the wipers, nigga. Yeah. And if it ain't the wipers, it's in the side window, it's man. The side it window. gotta be the driver's side. It gotta be the driver's side, right in the window in the cut right there. You know what I'm saying? There you go, right there. Slide yeah, it in, baby. Slide it in. Yeah, <laughs> and keep it pushing. Next one, next one, next right, one. Right, right. You know the what I'm saying? The whole block. So you see how you saying all that? Yeah. Those are techniques, techniques that we all that we created. Right. You know what I mean? And as we brought people on to work under us. You know, like you mentioned, Wu Tang. Um, it's, it's Uptown Records. It's SRC Loud. Um, it's Wu Tang, which Wu-Tang. I started the first promotional team ever at Wu Tang, 98, 99, 2000. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, Priority Records. Um, Tommy Boy, which to this day, um, Rob Love, who was at Def Jam, tells me, tells me, and Crespo and all of that, man. Crespo got his job at Def Jam because of me. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Which is his first promotional. He left Tommy Boy and went there because. They was watching what he was doing at Tommy Boy, not knowing that. Yeah, it can't. It can't I was the brain. Yeah, the originator on that. Right? Yeah, right. but the beauty of it, like I always tell Crespo when I see him, I said, "But you were smart enough to bring me in because right. you seen it." Right. So I was doing them. I was doing all our records, which was my man Al Bud over there at the time. I was doing man. I, I was doing so many labels. Island Black. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Priority. Went on to Sony. I mean, it's 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 just too many to even even name, man. Like you know, yeah. like some of the smaller ones even coming up. I did Rough Riders for a little bit. Thank you, Mario, and all that shit. Um, when they were first coming up, so it was it was the bad boy, right? Uh, henchman, henchman. I learned I learned so much. That was that was during that period during that Peter Thomas. How can I be down? Period. And I learned so 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 much, brother. You know what I mean? And to this day, like I said. Every time I see a young a young dude doing, I'm like, bro, do you do you even know who started this? Right, right. The, the, a lot of people don't really understand the history of, uh, around some of that. You know what I mean? Well, like, well, I don't want, well, I don't, well, let me ask you a question now. Sir. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to know the history of where what you do started? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like we studied when we in school, we study history, right? Right. Then nowadays, every black man wants to know black history. Right. Wants to know who they were, what Martin Luther King did, and da, da, da. why wouldn't you want to know the history? You, bro, if I'm watching, if I'm a window washer, man, you know, on the Empire State Building, I want to know who the first dude to do this was, why he did it, how he did it. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? How long did he do it for? Who was the best? Who was the best to ever do it? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? When I first came in this business, that's what I did, man. Because guess what? The only way you can become the best is by Knowing who the best was and emulating them on certain aspects, and then adding your identity flavor, to that, your, your flavor, your style, all that to it. You know, what you mean? feel me? But look at it like this: like you have a lot of these artists, or not just artists, you have a lot of these processes down. Because back then, there was no social media. You know what I mean? Like the streets was the there was no cell phones, nigga. There's no self. Yeah, right, right, right. So the I'm streets, saying, I'm gonna take you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the streets was was was. Your cell phone, your social media—you that was everything. You had to touch the people, so now you got all this social media, and you can touch people in places that you physically can't be at the moment. Right. So and you had to go. No, you just said it too. And you had to go into the markets. Right, right. You had to. When go I into- tell you, bro, I've been around the United States a thousand times at least. Right. You know what I'm saying? And some of the closer markets. When I was in New York, running up and down the north, the the um, northeastern border. Come on, man! Like like every week. I used to tell my bosses, bro, if I'm in this office, I'm not doing my job. I should be here one day a week, man. 
and they used to be New Music Wednesdays. And everybody that's an old school record record promoter, hear what I'm saying to you? Right, record right. promoters knows that we used to break records on Wednesday. That's when we used to make our calls. That's how New Music Wednesday started, and everybody started New Music Friday. You know, no bigger coalition now. Nah, New Music Mondays. Right, it could right. be basically any day now. But right. if you knew the schedule of the business, Wednesday was when we got on. When we used to do our call days to DJs. Once again, a call day to make sure you got your vinyl, you got your Jiffy Patty bag. <laughs> we call the seven <laughs> number seven Jiffy Patty bag. Yeah, the package. And we, right. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. Make right. sure you got it. And right. the reason we call Wednesday was because the weekend first started on Thursday. So we want you to play the record Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I'll be back on the phone with you next Wednesday. And you let me know how many springs I got coming. Right, right. And the record works for your market. Nowadays, you know what I'm saying? Like, even when, when like, you had also my CL with DigiWax, man. Like, when DigiWax first started, I didn't get it. I've been an old school cat. I came from nothing. It's like... Somebody seen color TV and you seen color TV and all I've been watching black and white my whole life. Right. So I don't get it. So when CL first came with the concept of DigiWax and he's supposed to be about MP3s and I was like, MP what? UP what? Digital. Yeah. MP3 yeah. what? Right. <laughs> UPS what? Like, I, I couldn't I couldn't take in the concept that we didn't have to send out. And at this time, at that point, I think we were transitioning from like, Vinyls to cassettes, from cassettes into CDs, and so on and so forth, right? So the transition was starting to happen all the way. Right. So as he was talking to me about this, I couldn't believe that I no longer had to ship records out. So we no longer had to have that that cost anymore, obviously. Right, right. right. Which helped a lot of smaller companies out. Right. You know what I mean? And we can get immediate feedback. Because I didn't know about WW, I didn't know about World Wide Web and yeah, what yeah. that really meant. You feel right. what I'm saying? Because those weren't options for us. I mean, I was I was happy when we when we started when they came out with Time Port and all that. Right. Or we could start texting each other, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I always remember when I was at this, I was that was when I was at priority. And I told our man, yo, who got these outside of you and me? <laughs> so who we texting, man? You and me? <laughs> like what are we doing? We just right. texting each other. And then a year later, man, everybody had it. Right, right. Right. So it made it a lot easier, man. But yeah, it was a lot of a lot of more grind, in my opinion, back then. You know what I mean? Than sitting home 14 hours a day in front of a computer. You know what I mean? And not knowing half the niggas that that you're talking to. Right. Let's be honest. So you how, never met them, man. Well, what do you do? So you know, you don't gotta tell us your whole formula, you know what I mean? But what do you do yeah. now, knowing that you know you have this ability to reach so many people? In a short period of time, it won't necessarily have to ship them anything. Like, how does how does the gorilla, how does the gorilla marketing change from a social, you know, from an internet perspective for you? Well, it's it's it's, it's the transition to me is still the same, right? It's just uh, a different uh, format because no matter what, if if you know, um, I always remember when I worked at Red and I first seen it coming into play, which is now you know part of Sony and all of that, right? Yeah, but I was at Relativity, you feel what I'm saying, which was Relativity Red, and I always remember when they first started doing social marketing, they had like, I would say like maybe five computers set up, you feel what I'm saying, like like on a, on a wall in the office, and then what they would do is um they would bring interns to work eight hour shifts, yeah, so they would sit there, 
And if you think about it, that's your job, man, to sit there for eight hours, man, and make sure you on the all the blogs, the websites, and you hitting, you know, all, all the pertinent shit. You feel what I'm saying? To right. get the word out there, that's guerrilla marketing. Right, right, right. Because that's what, if you think about it, that's what my job was. My job was to go out and make sure we hit where people congregated. That's what makes it lifestyle marketing. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Guerrilla right. marketing is what we created. That's what we used to go on hand. It was 20 of us every night. You know what I mean? It didn't even matter what label you was at or what you was doing because it was only a handful of us doing it. So literally, and if you had a truck and I didn't have a truck, I was a foot soldier and you was you was a nigga got whip appeal. Guess what? And you my man, I'd be like, hey, I got this. Let me jump in the truck with you. Where you going? Oh, you going? Da, 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 da. Okay, I'm going with you, bro. Come on. I'm going to grab half of your stuff. You grab half of mine. I'm going to start from that side of the block and you're going to start from that way and we're going to meet in the middle. First one gets there first, rolls the next blunt. Right. Like right. that type of, you know what I'm saying? That, And yeah, I can yeah. name a whole bunch of people that I that I met through that, and it was crazy because it wasn't just in New York. It was when I would go to Miami, same way. Go to L.A., go to Atlanta, go to Chicago, because it was still, at the end of the day, it was a handful of us, mm -hmm. and we was all working together, and we was cutting checks to each other. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I knew when I took on account, an account or client and started to work a record, I knew who I was bringing on board. Like I said, when I first started the Wu-Tang, the street promotion team, I knew who I was going to bring on in college. At that time, I had just left Priority. So I already had a street team in 20 cities. So I called them up and I said, bro, everybody, everybody's getting a slab. Everybody, this is what I'm working right now, man. And I got a check for y'all next week. And basically, it's just like, all right, all right, let's go. They knew they had posters coming. They knew they had all the marketing tools they needed. They knew they had my support on anything they needed. You can't get somewhere. You can't go into something. Call me. I'll make sure you're good. Right. You feel what I'm saying? You need something, call me. I'll make sure you got it. You know how many you know how many DJs I paid the 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 alimony, babies, diapers. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, phone bills. That always tell me, man. Everybody needs something. It don't always gotta be like this straight. Hey man, send me five hundred dollars. Yeah, nah, yeah. bro. What do you need? Right. DJs will call you and some person be like, hey, man, dog, man, this was my daughter's birthday, you know, and I just spent like $1,000 on her birthday, man. Can you just, yeah, yeah, nigga, what you need, like $200? I got you. Go send me the account number. I'm going to wire it over right now. You know, we didn't have no PayPal, no cash. App. That's no, what I'm saying. All of that has simplified the process. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? But Never it's also level the playing field for anybody to come in. Right. It was harder for you to come in back in the day because there were so many levels to it. Now it's just like this. Yeah, it was difficulty. So people didn't want to do it because they were lazy. They were tears. Right. right they were right. tears. I mean, you know what I mean? Either you were the one tear nigga, you just want to be that street dude put giving out flies on the corner every day. And I told people, you know, before we got into the social media thing, I was telling people, bro, if you're not gonna do it at least sociably, because understand, bro, there's a way of doing it. Right. And I can tell my cats this when we was at at, at Sobe Live. And and Sabi's like, bro, I can get a monkey to stand on the corner and just give out flyers. You don't got to say nothing to nobody. You understand? Right, right. There's a way that we do it, bro. If you remember, I'm sure you did it, Sha. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. you stand in the corner promoting your club for the night. You don't just, hey, here, come tonight, come tonight, come tonight. You don't do that. You don't, no, no, dog. Hey, what's up, I? Yo, what you doing tonight, homie? Yeah, yo, listen, tonight. Yeah, da, 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 da. Every fly came with a conversation. Right. 
right. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. It did. I mean, to be honest with you, it did. You know, every flyer, especially in New York City, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, so this is what I, we did. You know. <laughs> you know I mean, this is what we did in, in New York all the time, especially downtown Brooklyn. You know, we hit we hit areas where, you know, like you said, people would congregate. People, would, I'm going yeah. to the golden But store. there was always a saturation <laughs> of people. Right, right, right. And, you know, you're going to get the people that walk past you, but then you're going to get the people that take it because you said something that triggered them. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely coming to that. Yo, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, catch me over here tonight. Catch me at Pyramid. Catch me here. You know what I mean? Catch me at this spot. You know what I mean? So, you know, and we and we going to be there. And these these people performing or, you know, um, get there before before 11 o'clock, free drinks. Yeah, yo, we got drink specials. Right, right. Hey, you know, you see the homies be like, yo, son, man, the shorty's crazy, son. Right, you right. got to come through. Son, listen, right. man, come. You're going to be out. I promise you. Right. Come look for me when you get there. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Or you find the shorties, man. Like, like I was I was one of the first dudes, if not the first dude, to start a female street team. And I started them out of Miami called Wife and Material. And I did that because I started to realize, okay, my dudes were dudes. We're a little aggressive. Right. You know what I'm saying? Dude is going to take a, a fly from a dude sometimes, sometimes not. You know what I mean? A female is going to take a fly some of the time. Most of the time not. Because a dude, especially if she's a bad shorty, you're going to run up and be like, yo, mine. Yo, man, yo, man, you got to come tonight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> come check me. Check your boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, they're going to be like, oh, he's trying to holler at me. Nah, I'm not really trying to. I'm trying to get you in the club. That's how I'm getting my money. Right. You know what I'm saying? But some of the dudes don't look at it like that, and they go chasing shorties. Even when we did promo with CDs, you know what I'm saying? Giving out CDs, giving out tapes, giving out T-shirts, and things of that nature. I always felt like, man, okay, a shorty always going to take something from a shorty. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because she has no reason to, to be repelled. You feel what I'm saying? And right. then the dude's always going to take something from a bad little shorty. Exactly. Especially they she look like wifey stop. material. Yeah, and, and yeah, they're going to stop. They're going to stop. They're going to take yeah. it. Yeah, because you know going to want to holler. You're going to be like, right. yo, right. so shorty, you going to be there tonight? And the, ladies, <laughs> the, ladies have, the ladies have a certain appeal. You know what I mean? So they gonna they you know and ladies 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 get it done. I ain't gonna tell you they 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 get, it, they get it done. So you, you. you gotta, if you got a lady that's about her business and really trying to trying to uh, make sure we see the team eat, she gonna be every she gonna be everything she need to be right. So she gonna be the promoter in the street. She gonna be on the phone. She gonna she gonna make sure that you know the artists get on right. She gonna make sure the money is coming in at the door. She you know she bartending. Whatever she gotta do. Whatever you gotta do to to make. She gonna make sure that that listen. Uh, right. I love dealing with women, and I ain't gonna lie to you. I have for many many years, man. Right. Dudes are lazy because I think we're just, it's just in our nature. You know what I mean? The majority, not all, the majority. Women like to make sure that eyes are dotted and the T's are crossed. Right. Right. They like to make sure that hey, if you're supposed to be there at eight, you're gonna be there at seven forty-five. Right, right, right. You're not going to get there even at 7.55. You're going to get there 15 minutes early. Right. And if it ends at 9, you're not leaving at 9. You're going to leave at 9.15 because right. you're going to be the last one to walk out the door. And that's one of the reasons why my business partner is Tampa Mystic. You know what I'm saying? You know, because, hey, you know what I mean? So shout out her, I know her for many, 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 many years, yeah, man. man. And I salute that woman to the fullest. Right, right. And she, she, you know, as 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 a business partner with me, with the ground report, you know, She's like, yo, did we make sure we did this? Make sure we did that? I'm like, man, I ain't even think about that. You know what I mean? She's going to ask you 10 times. 
Right, right. So you tell her that I got it done. Right, right. But it's necessary, though. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all necessary, man. It's, it's all necessary because all it is is trying to make sure that we grow in the right direction. Right? Yeah. So, you know, shout out to the ladies out there that's really putting down and holding down those those uh, big positions. Because now there's a lot of ladies out there right now and big Believe positions it. doing big things. Doing and, big and, things, man. And not only, like I said, it's in it's it's on all levels of entertainment. You feel right, what I'm saying? Right. Not just the, from the executive side to the to the movies, the films, soundtrack and clothing. I mean, it's just so many levels to this, man. That I'm just I'm just seeing so many women excel and they're bypassing their counterparts in terms of men. Right. And back right. in the day, they used to be like, "Damn, the men are holding us down." Well, guess what? The men can't hold you down no more, man. Because you know, women like like Sylvia Ronan and all that, especially when you're talking about the music, right. they just open up so, so many doors right. for women to come through and step through and, and take charge where you can't have no excuses no more. Right, right, right. You feel what I'm saying? Holding you accountable. That's the thing. It's the accountability. You being held accountable. And one of the things that we've seen, you know, uh, with with the, you know, with women really coming in there doing what they do is making sure they help establish the brand. Right. So talk about how important it is it to establish the brand from when you started all the way up to now. Like a lot of that doesn't change. It's just the way we do it now might have changed. But the process, well, it, um, you know, people are paying more attention. To it. That's what that's what I feel. Um, you know, it's funny, right? Because I have a partner that I'm, I've, you know, he's been my business partner probably about 25 years since like 94, 95. Wow, shout out wild man Teddy T in uh South Florida. I uh, was on radio for 10 years at two of the power stations out there. But this being said, when I first started coming to Teddy and talking to him about um brand building, brand integration, brand activation, he was like, and, I, and that was always my point of me because he was in Florida, I was in New York, so we would always meet somewhere in the middle and cross. You feel what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So he was he was the perfect partner for me to have, man. And he understood it the way I understood it. You know what I mean? He had relationships the way I have relationships with people. And um, and I started coming to him and talking to him about this. And he was like, oh, okay. Because I started to see the importance of it being in New York City. And being that I came from corporate, I, understand, I probably understood it more than most of the street cats coming up thinking that it just got to be a hot record. It's got to right. be a hot record. Right. No, first of all, it's about, and I learned this at Uptown, it's about imaging. Everything's about your image from get-go. That's right. why you had cats in the back in the days. Andre used to send people, God bless the dead. He used to send, there was a cat named Angelo Ellaby, right? And Angela, Angelo Ellaby used to teach you elocution. If you don't know what elocution is, it's how to speak how to properly take an interview, how to, uh, especially for women, like Mary J. Blige from the hood, so she was like, yeah, son, yeah. She had to let that go. She was going to be the R&B diva that she is today. Right, right. I mean, she's reverted back to that in the process because she knows who she is. She's comfortable in her skin now. Mm -hmm. But at the time, it was about that development. Even with Jodeci, man, it was the visual aspect of it. But them knowing how to carry themselves, them knowing, funny enough, what fork to pick up if they were going to sit at a, at a business meeting. You feel what I'm saying? Right. That's where it first started, the imaging first. And then, you know, that started to 
people started to understand that aspect of it. Like, okay, imaging is very important. You feel what I'm saying? Especially when you're talking about R&B music, more, even more than hip-hop nowadays. But even back then, it was necessary. You feel what I'm saying? And then, you know, we started to look at branding, basically with what Steve Stout was doing. You feel what I'm saying? Um, you know, um, with what Steve Rifkin was doing with Lau. You feel what I'm saying? And SRC, man. And I remember one of the first brands I worked with him was Starter. And we was working the starter jackets and the right. whole starter brand and all that, man. And that was a multi-million dollar campaign. That was my my first foray into that world and going, oh, okay, it's bigger than what we doing, the guerrilla marketing. Right. We're integrating the guerrilla marketing into brand activation, brand building. Right. You right. feel what I'm saying? Right. Uh, brand development. Because we was taking it to the street. We was taking it to our people, which they didn't have the ability, especially long before, like I said, social media and shit like that. You know what I mean? There was you had to actually take it out into this, you know, out into the streets and and touch the people, man, and right. be where the people were for them to really physically see it. Grasp it. And yeah. 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 <laughs> and they used to say back in the days, man, it was actually clinically, pro clinically pro proven that you have to see something at least seven times before you identify it. Did you know that? No, I did not. You know what I mean? I, I did not. Facts. Right. You have to literally, like, you could pass a sign seven times going to work every day, man, a billboard, and by the seventh time, you're going to go, damn, oh, that's grind report. Oh, that's the nigga that I, oh, oh, okay, I get it. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's when it clicks in your brain. Oh, I get it. That's the dudes that had to fly. That's the poster I seen up the other day. Oh, that's the magazine I seen at the newsstand. Seven times, bro. Before you're going to identify and your mind's going to go, oh, okay, I need to fuck with that. I need to see what that's about. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So that, that played into building a brand. And then I guess as what I really started to notice was as cats got wiser and smarter to the business of the business, Yeah. they started to realize, damn, so important that I identify my brand first, especially as an artist, who I'm going to be, what I'm going to look like, how I want people to see me through my artistry. Right. And then that, to me, bled into the music. When I look at people like Jay, you know, you look at Jay, like, almost out the gate, after him having two hit albums, he had rock with. Right. You feel what I'm saying? On the third album, he was already rocking the Rockaway shirts. He already, you know, everything was about Rockaway. Right. And he was getting it and he was understanding it like, okay, this is an extension of the brand. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we all learned that. Like I said, Steve Style was one of the smartest ones. And then you go, uh, um, and then you go into songs with Nelly and all that shit. Uh, you know, when he started talking about the Air Force Ones and all that. And you started going, you, you started like, there was people like Steve, like I said, Steve Stout that started making these connections between these Fortune 500 companies and these artists that were transcending into into pop culture. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, give me and one to, second. Let me fix my lighting. Something wrong with my lighting. Let me get my nah, lighting. I see it keep flicking on and off. Go yeah, ahead, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your life right, man. I told you to pay that damn bill, Sha. It's always something. You know what I'm saying? So you pay that bill, brother. <laughs> Stop playing with it, man. Stop tapping yeah, into yeah. the pole. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, how we, do. You know we gotta get that electricity any way we can. You know, you know what I mean? You know, you know how we get the cables, the black boxes. You know, you already know. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah too much, I, too much going on. Too much, but too yeah, much. man. At, at like, and now that's all everybody talk about. If you're a small artist, right? That's the first thing that you think about, man. And that's why a lot of these cats will never get the Chris Brown deals. They will never get the LeBron James deals. You know what I'm saying? They will never get those that other money because they're soiling their own image. So you're losing that 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 corporate check. Right, 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 right. You feel what I'm saying? They're losing that corporate check. Look, I mean, Dre understood it. Dre understood it with the beast by Dre. Right. You feel what I'm saying? I, Jimmy Iovine understood it. He was like, yo, Dre, you got a big-ass brand. We got together, and with all the relationships you have and all the hit records you got, they're going to pay attention to what you're saying. Right. That's your brand. Right. You feel right. what I'm saying? But if you want to go on IG and pull out the nine and be like, yeah, son, come see me. Yeah. You think, you think Pepsi's going to come cut you a check? Right, right, because they, they, they pay attention to all that. You know what I mean? Just like just like the, the average person, just because they don't hit the like button on your on your video or your Instagram, don't mean they ain't watching, don't mean they, they don't see they 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 scoping to see who, who's gonna be the face of their brand in the future, right? Who they wanna be. Come on, bro. Right. That's so, like that's like you being a fucking scout, nigga, right? and you in the high school scouting out the new players. Right. You could be the best fucking player, bro, but if you miss a shot. And you start cursing and fucking, and you start and you and you fighting with other niggas. Guess what? The, the oh, I don't need that headache. I don't, I don't need that on my team or in my in my area. Yeah, Think about it. Justin Bieber, Chris Brown, when they started their wild out sessions, they lost a lot of their sponsorship dollars. Right. They lost that corporate money, man. Who getting that money now? Niggas like Drake. Right. You don't really hear nothing about Drake, but now Drake could take a piss in the Grammy cup or drink a fucking forty out of at a Grammy cup because guess what? He's positioned properly. And if that's the worst thing that he's doing, then that's like, okay, he's right. cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen worse from other people. And, and you know, he's 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 built his brand. His brand is set up in a certain way. He's solid. Certain, exactly. So you can't. And, and you already know, you know, Drake put his name on something. It's going. It's going up. It's you know going. I mean? It's out of here. It's out of here. It's out of here. It's like Alicia Keys, man. Right. Alicia Keys, uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, um, Beyonce. Mm -hmm. They're so squeaky clean that even when they do something, you go, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Did we really? just say that? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Alicia smoking weed on, weed on drink chance. People are like, get the fuck out of here. Alicia Keys smoking weed? Right, 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 right. You can do that now. Right, right, right. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? So then, you got, then you got the 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 the, the, the 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 direct polar opposite of that, which is a brother like Kanye. Right. But guess what? Kanye was so far gone out of here in terms of hits that when he started a while up, he was like, ah, that's just Kanye. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. That's right. Just Kanye, man. Let him go. Yeah, that's all right. He's gonna go in the studio and make another hit. Right. He'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Listen, let me ask you this, because you did with yeah, a lot go ahead, brother. You 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 deal with a lot of artists too, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna have to do a part two to this because we, we got a lot to talk about. Oh, I told you the story, the story's long, bro. And we didn't even touch the story. Every yeah. time I do an interview, it winds up like this. I'll be like, bro, you gotta you gotta remember, I'm a dude that writes a book. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't do short stories, man. Right. I write right. novels. 
So what would you tell like if a brand new artist was to come to you and say, Manny, man, you know, I, I really I want to start in this business. I want to do it right. You know, what was one of the first things that you tell them before they start, you know, putting out music and, and doing this music business? What is the first I, thing? I'm going to tell you exactly what I say every time I do a panel, man. What's that? Ain't no shame in having a job. Dope. That's a fact. Ain't no shame. Ain't no shame in having a job, bro. If that's how you get your money, stack your money first, man. Make sure that you got enough money to do what you envision doing. If your vision says I need about thirty thousand dollars, then make sure you have that first. Right. And that your bills at home paid, your wife is eating, your kids is eating. If you got all of that at home, you know what I mean. Four three for me, I don't got none of that. But I, I've always said that, man. I said, yo, there's no shame. I said, you know what's shameful? Running around with a good project in your hand and having no money to work it. Right. But you're running around asking everybody for a favor. Nobody, nobody in my catalog wants to do nobody no fucking favor. There's people that, that haven't even done it half the time that I've done it, and they don't want to do it for a favor. Right, right. They're like, son, bro, give me something. You know what I call it now? You know, I'm so scared to use the word budgets with cats because they, they start to shake. Right, right. Most right. cats. You right. can't even talk to them about a budget because now they're thinking that you're talking about a hundred, a hundred fifty thousand. It could be that. It could. You feel what I'm saying? That's the reality yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you really want to see that 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 number one position, I'm talking about that Drake level position, nigga. You want you want that? You want that that baby? One of them babies? You want to be one of them babies? Little right. baby, big baby, that baby, <laughs> homie baby. I don't care who it is, man. You want to be one of them cats? Yeah, you gonna have to drop that real real money. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and there's been a few people that I ain't gonna mention no names that have said it already that put it out there. You know, you gotta pay the cost to be the boss. But there's also impactive ways that you can work strategically if you know what you're doing and get the right people behind you. Hey, I'm gonna pump some money to this, I'm gonna pump some money into that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go national, I'm gonna micro market my project, which is a whole nother conversation in terms of micro marketing your project. Everybody wants things they're gonna go national. You know what I'm saying? Nah, bro, you could live in Atlanta and pump ten, fifteen thousand dollars into the market, and you're gonna and, and I'm talking about properly. Now, right. Most of them don't know how to do it properly. That's the problem. Ninety percent of these guys think they know hanging out in the club and knowing a few people that's not knowing. You feel what I'm saying? Right, right. And you know, even you no know, ah oh, man, I hate to even disrespect anybody at this point, man, but I don't even I, I don't even believe and, and you know, I'm one of the owners and one of the guys that started Coast to Coast mixtapes. And Coast to Coast Live and all of that. And that's mm -hmm. a whole nother conversation. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It's 12 years later now. Yeah. And I, and that's still one of the best showcase systems in the business now. And the other one I like now is Ugly Money. Ugly Money, yup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. tangible. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I was watching uh, my man Carlos for a while, Carolina Grinder. But um, I don't know. He kind of, I don't know, man. I, and I don't want to disrespect my dude because I really got a lot of respect for him too for what he's done. Right. But his it, his numbers started to thin out from what I've been seeing because I think it it got too easy to make the money, so the business didn't even start to matter no more because people when people start coming to you and they mm -hmm. coming consistently like that, you go ah fuck who's in the building fuck man just give me the money. Right. You feel right. what I'm saying? Right. Coalition right. DJs man forever man one one of the greatest platforms. And the last time I remember, it might have gone up since, but, you know, the last quote that I got was like $300 to get on the stage at Stanconia and perform a few year records, you know, in front of some of the top DJs, some of the real record breakers, man. 
I mean, come on, it's affordable now. Now they got the the blast service that they right. just started right after this um after this weekend for a hundred dollars starting, you know, to get it out to what what is the five thousand whatever DJs. I mean, come on, bro. Those those are places that you could really, really strategically test market your your product. You feel what I'm saying? Well, I haven't spent a lot of money. Right. You feel what I'm saying? You might be like, hey, I got a thousand dollars. Well, should this, this is what you should do. Just to make sure that you should even pump more money into what you're doing. Right. Get it validated. You know, what you, I'm saying? you feel me? Get it and you validated. might and, and through that process, you might have a couple of brothers like yourself or like me that might be like, yo, I really like this shit, son. Right, right. You right. know what I'm saying? Through that process, because of the, the right. way you allocated your money. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Instead of running around and doing everybody's showcase, man, and spending 200 there, 300 there, and then going to the strip club throwing a 500. Right. Go thinking that that's going to get you somewhere, bro. That's not getting you nowhere, bro. I promise you, man, that's not getting you nowhere, man. I hope y'all paying attention. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm up. Make, make sure y'all, I know y'all, I see y'all on there. I see y'all on there. You know what I mean? Peeking, uh, listening to what we got going on. I can't keep you too long, my G, because I know I got, you know, I got, you got stuff grinding. You grinding. You in Puerto Rico getting your, you know what I mean? Doing what you do. You know what I'm saying? I got I got another artist and other people that I gotta pull up. Nah, with. you gotta handle you gotta handle your business. You know and I saying? appreciate that. Like I said, I'm always available for a part two, a continuation, a part three, a part four, yeah. a monthly, whatever the fuck, however you wanna do it. Yeah. I'm here, man. Listen, That's I got nothing but time sitting here except when I take the time to do other things, man. Yeah. And I keep myself relevant. As you can see, I still fly in and out. Yeah. I just came from New York. Uh just before the holiday, thank you, Colors, too, man. Um, she gave me a Lifetime Achievement Award, which was incredible to me. Um, it's one of one of many that I've been getting. I'm getting my flowers now. But I, I just want to say this before I get off. I'm in Puerto Rico because I had to get away from the noise. Uh, just like my homegirl, Jay, from uh, from Hype Magazine. They, we're now celebrating. Yeah, we're now celebrating our 20th year anniversary. Hype magazine, beautiful, beautiful you know, yeah, about to drop the Latin version, Latin, yeah, of the hype, yeah, the hype Latino. As you know, you know, we got a whole nother conversation going on because right. we didn't even start talking about all the new stuff, all the new and stuff. why I went to Atlanta and all that. But yeah. let's know that I'm still out here, I'm still relevant after 35 years, man. When you see a five star general, you salute him. You feel what I'm saying? I still got people I salute, right? You feel what I'm saying? Because right. I know who they are, what they've done, and what they've added. And, and the ability they created for me to be able to do what I do in life, in my career. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've had a great life. And I say this to say, I came here to get away from the noise so that I could figure out the new strategies. Because I'm always, everybody who knows me knows that I stay at the forefront. I'm looking at the new strategies and new templates. And then stay tuned for the fan festival. It's going to be a film and music fest here in Puerto Rico coming this year. Dope. Can't give away the details yet. You'll, yeah. you'll be seeing that. When I do, you know you're going to be the first one to know it, Sha. No doubt. So that we can let all your peoples and let our community know that they can come here to create. It's it's going to be. It's not going to be an urban event. It's going to be a global cultural event. You feel let's me? It. Let's get it. Definitely. I definitely feel that. And, you, and you'll be the first one to know, my brother. I yeah. thank you for giving me this opportunity to tell my story. Or at least a piece of it. Piece of it, yeah. And yeah, hopefully, talk about. Yeah, that. and hopefully, some of what I said um, will inspire somebody or stick with somebody. 
Yeah. And I'm always available, man. Hit me on my IG at Manny Mad Dog, M-A-N-N-Y, M-A-D-D-O-G, at Facebook the same way. I tell people, don't slide up on some BS. Don't ask me what I'm doing. If you want to talk, I administer my own stuff. So I take the conversations that make the most sense to me. So if you're going to hit me up, make the conversation make sense, please. That's all I ask, bro. Don't waste my time because I wouldn't waste yours. Right. Facts. Facts. You feel me? Well, and I guess we'll, we'll, we'll do it again sooner than later, Sha. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You feel me? Much all love. Right. Salute. Live man. and direct from Puerto Rico. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to stay on and watch for a minute. See what's going on. Yeah, yeah. We get ready to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm going to let people know, listen, um, you know, shout out to Mad Dog. He definitely been grinding, been doing this for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Um, taking it to a whole nother level. Listen, tomorrow, stop playing with us. Underground Movers, Hit List Edition. What that is, that's artists from different markets that sent me tracks that I personally listened to. It was like, yo, I'm fucking with this. I'm playing it. I'm spinning it. I ain't charging because I fucks with it on Power 107.6 The Truth. You don't know what it is. That's Power 107.6thetruth.com. We got the official Grind Report app where you can download the Grind Report Media Group app. Click on Power 107.6. Listen to it tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern time. So wherever you at, because I got artists from different markets all over the place. We was just talking about markets and, you know, getting music from doing, doing from this location, that location. Manny was everywhere. Chicago, L.A., you know what I'm saying? Uh, New York, you know what I mean? Miami. These are places where I'm getting songs from. But I'm also getting tracks from, from smaller areas, too. Shout out Seattle, Washington. Shout out, you know, Alabama. Shout out Mississippi. You know what I mean? Shout out Kentucky. I don't think y'all understand what's going on. There's music and genres out there. There's people doing things in, in all aspects, all areas. And now social media has allowed them to get on the hit list. You know what I mean? So tune in tomorrow. I got 20 tracks. If you are, if you didn't send me a track, it is what it is. It's too late. But listen, I got another one coming in February. So we're going to make this happen. So shout out to everybody that's been grinding. You already know what it is. Shaw Cypher, Underground Movers Podcast. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. But shout out all my Brooklyn Knights, all my Brooklyn people that's been grinding. Shout out to everybody everywhere that's been really paying attention to what we got going on. You already know what it is. Shaw Cypher, holla at your boy.